Michael. Hi, Shane. Uh, this is Dad Pods. This is Dad Pods. Yeah, we do it. We we do screw up this intro every time. Yeah, that's all right. Um, how you doing? Doing pretty well. Uh, gotcha. Was a little sick. Not Corona, mm-hmm. but just regular sick. You know, anytime you have any sort of thing wrong with you, you're like, is this Corona? Yeah, I've- should I go get tested? Do I need to be, you know, quarantining? It's, it's always good when you realize the symptoms don't match up. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm just... Yeah, but then you know, there's always these outliers, right? It's always yeah. like, oh, this one person, he had coronavirus, and all he had was the sniffles for a couple of days. Yeah. But then he spread it to 19 people, and you're like, oh, God. Because I, I too, like, I, I over the weekend, I was my, my allergies were going crazy. I think mm. it's because some, sort of, some sort of tree was blooming. Sure. Pollen everywhere. But, but I was like, oh, oh, my gosh, you know sore throats mm-hmm. eyes watering yep. sneezing that could be coronavirus we don't know I, I guess my thought was you don't recover in like a day there's no, no i felt fine today i went to work yeah yeah i'm like no nah, i'm fine <laughs> yeah so I, I i think i'm all right yeah same but but i wear a mask yeah i i do the two anyhow mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. you never know yeah we're on a zoom and i'm wearing a mask oh yeah <laughs> why not i'm wearing uh, all my clothes on the zoom call, uh-huh. as yes. this, there was yes. a major incident with the uh, zoom yes yes there was a major incident with zoom which we are not going to talk about no but you can look it up you could look at it you could look up jeffrey tubin who was a journalist C- cnn analyst too i don't know what his what do, what do you I, i've heard of him before yeah i've probably read or heard him before yep he looked fairly familiar from the the neck up yeah. when i saw pictures today oh yeah uh, but I, you know, beyond that, I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Well, now I can, because uh, yes, Zoom, just all you have to do is look up Zoom and like Twitter, and that'll be that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. Don't I? I advise people not to. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was surprising. I assumed it was somewhat innocent. It was not. Yeah, because there have been like lots of, particularly at the very beginning of the lockdown, like people like naked people walking behind somebody that was working on zoom sure oh there's a very famous yeah. incident before the lockdown era of a, a guy a city council he leaves mm-hmm. his mic on he's got a hot mic and he goes to the bathroom right that's uh from naked gun well it happens there it happened in real life and like right but that's but that, i mean that's like where the, the famous sort of movie version it's, which I think we talked about in 1980 yeah, yeah. or something like that. So that audio okay. I've heard, and it's tremendous, tremendously hilarious. I love it because uh-huh. <laughs> it's yeah. very innocent. It's, it's like everyone mm-hmm. knows what's going on. The guy's doing what everyone does, but it happens. Yeah. This guy apparently wasn't being very innocent. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Less hilarious. Yeah, it's become, it becomes a little sad. Yeah. When you would do, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> Things that happen well, in real life. You know, it's 2020. What, like, how far down the, the ridiculous would you have to do, would you have to go to get to something that would legitimately surprise you? Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think it would happen, for, especially mm-hmm. to someone like reasonably famous. I've like, come on, really? Uh, mm-hmm. But it did. We, so were, now- we were watching, so we were watching something on Hulu and we don't pay for the premium Hulu. We just get the, the, the Hulu with ads. Mm-hmm. And so there was an ad for some car company and it was raining, but instead of rain, it was bananas coming out of the sky. Mm. People may have seen this particular ad. Sure. I don't remember what thing it is. And they're picking up some friends of theirs in this car and they get, and the whole, the whole setup was like, you know, this, this car can handle anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they pick up their friends and, and then it's real rain. Yeah. And the friends say, this rain is bananas. And so there's the link. Right. Mm. But so my question is, is if bananas just started falling out of the sky, mm-hmm. would that surprise you? It probably wouldn't. I would assume mm-hmm. it's related to some sort climate of climate change issue. Right. Like, yeah. Or like, like or. It was there was a there was a plane cargo thing and it just it stuff fell out of the sky. Yeah, exactly. Because somehow coronavirus, there wasn't enough people to whatever. Exactly. There was a great banana shortage, so they so they overpacked their cargo plane and it burst at the seams. Yeah. Right. Ah. You could anticipate that happening, and you're just like, okay, 2020. Sure. Like what? Where? What? 
I, I don't know how far we'd have to go to get to a point where we're just like, oh my God, rather than just gonna go, eh, 2020. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where we're at now. Yeah. We, we do enough ridiculous things that, sure, mm-hmm. I'll buy it. Yeah, so yeah, Zoom Richard and, uh, and, uh, plank, <laughs> and, and uh, bananas falling out of the sky. Well, the other fun thing is, uh, this is for me personally, like you could, you can, uh, donkeys, if you search donkeys now, that's, that's a good one. Right. This is the, 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 the meme girl that the voter in Boston. Yeah. Voting, uh, Fenway Park was opened up for voting, uh-huh. which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. You can go there. And, uh, the most Bostonian of, she like is basically the queen of Boston now, like mm-hmm. every, every possible thing, the mannerisms, the accent, anything you could want. Uh, talking about she's got her donkeys, she's there to vote. It's at Fenway Park. Yeah. She's totally except for the subtle out. racism that, that, that permeates Boston. Well, yeah, she she wasn't racist. Exactly. So that's even except better. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what are we talking about tonight? We we should talk about uh, 1984. 1984 comedy. So this is what we do. We kind of it's just random. We just pick a random year mm-hmm. and we talk about comedy movies that came out that year. Uh, we'll probably. Um, do this for a few more weeks and then we might switch something else yeah um but it'll be equally pointless yes it's and fun for us exactly so uh uh we'll basically go through the movies that didn't make our top uh this week there's a top four we share everybody each of us picked three and then Mm -hmm. we share three this this time yeah and uh, we we have one separate so we'll start uh with the first movie is breaking mm-hmm have you seen Breakin'? I have seen Breakin'. It's okay. been probably since 1984. Yeah. Um, it sort of fit my wheelhouse. I'm I'm a couple years older than you. Okay. So I would have been, you know, you know, in my you know suburban neighborhood on the you know big wide side lo- uh, sidewalks, we would have gotten you know broken down a cardboard box. Yes. And you know done break dancing, which was basically you know. You spin on your back, you spin right. on your shoulders. You the worm? Do stuff. Yes, you do the worm. You, uh-huh. you can pop a little bit as part of breakdancing. There's, there's lots of stuff you can do with breakdancing. How good at breakdancing were you? I'm probably not. I mean, I was 10, so okay. I couldn't have been that good. But when you're 10, that just probably felt fun. Oh, yeah, it was, it was great fun because then you – because first of all, you had to have a boombox. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you could probably get a good half hour of playing something in your boombox mm-hmm. with those with eighteen D batteries <laughs> exactly in the back of it, and you could get about a half hour of actual playtime. Yep. Um, and those things are freaking heavy. I, you always see like from back in the from back in the eighties, people will be carrying it on one shoulder, you know, walking down the street and banging their boombox, and it's just like those things were heavy. Yeah, because literally there were there were at least six D batteries in the back of that thing. Yeah, and we weren't very you, energy efficient back then. No, and D batteries are heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, you put those you put a couple of D batteries in a sock. That's a weapon. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess so, as a measure of technology, you can now power a boombox with like C batteries. It's like probably yeah, like four probably. C. I had one not yeah. that I, I actually it was still a while ago, so it was not even advances now. I had one. You know, in college, so we're talking twenty years ago, and it's already gone to C batteries. And yeah, well, the and the best boomboxes were the ones that had two tape decks in it. Yeah, so you could actually record. You know, you could record one tape deck ta- from tape to another. So yeah. you could get tapes from your friend, and then basically, you know, yeah, it's the early MP3s. Yeah, yeah, it was Napster before Napster. Yeah, High-tech. I mean Napster is what twenty five years ago now. Yeah, so no, like no one even knows what that is. No one knows what Napster is. Kids, uh, read a book. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, okay, so break in. It's not very good. Yeah. But uh, it did spawn the mo- one of the best uh, sequels of all time in terms of names, Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Right. But this is not that movie. This is it's, the ba- it's basically, the movie is basically Karate Kid or Better Off Dead or okay. any of those things, but with breakdancing. You know, there's a... The, the, the kids try to save the community center where everybody goes and break dances and the, yep. you know, evil uh, uh, tycoon wants to close it down and put up condominiums or something right. like that. I don't even know if that's accurate, but it sounds accurate. It could be the plot of like a, a million movies. 
and this is this is one of a million movies. I don't recommend this one. Okay. Um, but it does have some good breakdancing. Okay. You know, I'm sure there's somebody that's isolated that's done like the work for you on YouTube where you could be like, give me all the breakdancing scenes from Breakin. And that might be and all you need. just have the yeah. 18 minute breakdancing, you know, cut and you can watch that. That's probably a better way to go. to go watch that. Yeah. yeah. So what's the next movie? The next movie, uh, a lot of people do know this one. This is Splash. Yes. Second so most famous mermaid movie? Second most, uh, first being Little Mermaid? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You got your Tom Hanks? You got your Tom Hanks. This might have been Tom Hanks Becomes Movie Star. Tom yeah. Tom Hanks, I think. Um, Daryl Hannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, very attractive, Daryl Hannah. Uh, I don't remember too much about this movie other than it's basically the same plot as Little Mermaid, right? Uh, Without the singing. No singing. Uh, she tries to be a real person. That's yeah. The whole point. Yeah. She on land. She's she's human, and she's and what is the is the is the does she have to make him love love her to become real? Or I don't remember the plot plot. I just remember some incidents, and she she can sing in a high pitch and breaks a lot of stuff and there's things in the right, TV. Right, because she sings like a whale or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. John Candy is the other guy. He's in this movie? Yeah. I was going to say John Candy and I thought I remembered him in this, yeah. but I can't remember. Yeah. This is, this is great podcasting. Right? I know. This like, is totally do you remember people... this movie? I don't know. <laughs> I was 10. Michael was probably, what, 8? Yeah, I mean, I would see it later on, on tape. Yeah, this was definitely John Candy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I you know, if you're the right age range, you've seen this a bunch. It's okay. It's pretty good. It's fine. Yeah. There's nothing. I we're gonna get to several movies that are objectionable. Yeah. So that were funny at the time, but then they just don't hold up the uh, you know. We've now. picked for our podcast orders. We started with like the really strong years, and we picked ones that had like some really good standouts. Like the, our very first one in this series, we talked about how powerful that year was for comedies. Right. We're now digging a little deeper. Yeah, this is this has got two. Uh, spoiler alert! This has got two really excellent movies that stand up. Yeah, but it's also got some some famous movies that are really. Mm, yeah, let's talk about one of those. Sure I want, let's talk about one of them. One of them is Police Academy. Yeah, the first one. The first one. So I remember loving this movie mm-hmm. and the entire series of Police Academy movies. But it's really problematic yeah. on like every front that you can imagine. Like it's sexually problematic. Yeah. It's racially problematic. It's got lots of anti LGBT stuff. Sure. It's uh it's very, very like the basically the only thing that holds up is the guy that does the uh sound effects with his voice. And he's still in Police Academy One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is where he started. I don't think he's ever been in anything else, right? Hmm. Except for Spaceballs. Right. Which was great. And just one, in like like one scene in Spaceballs. Yeah. So I do remember that about Police Academy. Like Police Academy really tones down as, as it goes through. And the, the one I remember the most is Citizens on, on Patrol. On Patrol, yeah. Uh, but this one, it, it like, I think this one might be even rated R compared to the other ones. Probably. I mean, I think... Um... I don't know that anything, uh, when did PG-13 actually come out? I think it was oh, it's, it's later. a little bit later, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe right around this time, but this was certainly a uh, R-rated film. Yeah. It should be. It should be. Yeah, it's, I don't think you need to watch it. <laughs> this can be skipped. Yeah. Um, so the next movie has also become a little bit problematic. It sure has. It sure has. Uh, I will say that there certainly are some sweet parts of this. Yep. But uh, so it's the John Hughes, and I think you could you could call it a classic. You could, yeah. yeah. Uh, but sixteen candles. Right. So, and I think we should talk about why it's like people remember this. Yeah. Let's see. You got your Molly Ringwald. That's you know, kind of teenage angst elevated to the level of high drama is like mm-hmm. the, what John Hughes was doing well at the time. And the, the problematic part is the, the portrayal of the, the Asian student in it. Sure. Uh, Long Duck Dong. So, and I think it's actually important to talk about like this movie's actually got a lot of 
interesting parts that's really good, it doesn't need the stereotype at all. No. And when you're watching it now, it's like, it's really hard to watch. Yeah. Um, And it's something that, you know, nobody understood the problematic nature of it. Right. Then. Right. Um, Because that's largely how most Asians were portrayed. Right. um, At the time. Uh, There's also a little bit of, you know, she's kind of the wallflower that, that, uh, you know, is deciding between, you know, the really cool guy and the, you know, the goofy nerd. Right. Um, and she probably picks the wrong guy. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone talks about that. Yeah. But yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, they should, they should do a, uh, a, uh, a cut without long duck dong, right? I wonder if it's the cut or you'd actually just remake it. I mean, I actually would say that like, it's kind of okay to just remake it at that Mm -hmm. point in time. Yeah, because yeah, probably. Because the actor that, uh, um, you know, played. Oh yeah, he went on to, he was in a lot of other things. Yeah, he was in, uh, let's see, he's got a pretty interesting, so he's in, volunteers he was in mm-hmm. the, he provided the voice in Mulan uh of character Ling yeah uh, he was in slackers it's um, yeah so you get Sarah Marshall yeah this interesting thing where like so if you're any minority actor at the time you know well especially if you're Asian like at this point in time you know black actors are trying to get more prominence they have more roles not many roles for Asian actors at all so you're taking what you can get and you're like you don't care if it's a stereotype or not. You just want to work. Exactly. And it it does show the pattern that that happens like for any kind of minority. It's like, well, you know, you want to, this is not a Kung Fu movie. It's like, right. Again, like we have to have the non Kung Fu Asian. Right. Right. And so, you know, I'm glad the guy had a career. So I, mm-hmm. I don't blame him in any way, shape or form. No, it shouldn't be blamed. You shouldn't, you should never blame an actor for do, like somebody doing their job for doing their job, unless it's like, yeah. you know, he was probably turned off by it. Right. Um, I don't know him personally, but yeah. um, you know, it's, they paid him. Yeah. yeah. Had, a, had a career. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 16 candles, uh, there, there should be a cut without that or they shouldn't make it. You're right. So next movie, Gremlins. Oh yeah. So Gremlins is interesting. So yeah, so it's a, certainly a comedy, but it's also probably like a horror movie or- Yeah, it's like family uh, horror. Like it's- Family like, horror, yeah. This might've, I think this might be one of those PG-13 movies. Oh yeah. This feels like a PG-13 movie. Right. Um, so, you know, dad gets his uh, kind of deadbeat dad that, doesn't really show back up ever again in the movie mm-hmm. gets his son a pet yes. at a magic shop yeah which is a what is a mowgli um yeah yeah and uh, you know, a mogway a mogway <laughs> sorry yeah uh mowgli is uh from uh jungle book oh, a yeah. mogway. uh <laughs> and it's uh you can't you can't get it wet yeah you can't uh Feed it after midnight. And That's the one, one you really don't want to do. Yeah, you really don't want to do. Was there any other rule? Sunlight. Sunlight. You can't have sunlight. Yeah. Uh, so it's and then you can't get it wet, and then so sunlight the thing dies. Yeah. If you get it wet, it multiplies. Right. And if you feed it after midnight, and I guess it, I guess it understands time zones. Yeah. If you feed it after midnight, it turns into a monster. Right. And that's the the real trick. So like, there, it's this cute furry thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It turns into this monstrous uh, green gremlin. Yeah, like, it's that, that's yeah. when it's a gremlin. Like Gollum with like even scarier. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's the plot of the movie. And of course, he gets it wet and feeds it after midnight and all heck bracelets. Yeah, he doesn't. Ha- yeah, there's a thing with the clocks too. Like the, he tries to not feed it after midnight, but these, the ones that split off of uh, Mowgli or the ones that get, yeah, the ones that get, uh, Gizmo was the good one. Yeah, he's good. He doesn't want to be evil. Yeah, the ones that get multiplied though are all evil, even yes. as little puffy, fluffy things. Yeah, 
one's got a mohawk you can tell that's the one that you yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so definitely like I remember really wanting to see this as a kid because I thought the, the creature designs were really cool. I couldn't see it right away because my parents very rightfully realized I'd be scared out of my mind. Oh, I'm sure I saw this movie. I didn't have as good a parents as you did. Uh, I, I, I did see it later <laughs> on on tape, you know, as you know, as all the staple 80s movies, eventually you're going to see every single one of these on tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got it's got Phoebe Cates in it. It does. Early Phoebe Cates. I don't know if this yeah. was before or after Fast Times. I don't know. We, we covered Fast Times at a certain point. So I, oh, did we? I, I thought so. I don't remember. I don't remember either. There's so many of these podcasts that we've done. Yeah. And we've been doing it for less than a year. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But it's also 2020, so it's like, this is the, the longest a, year. It's, it's the thing we do. Yeah. So. Gremlins, though. Kind of fun. Yeah. I think it's, it's a recommend. I, I would definitely recommend Gremlins. Next movie is Top Secret. I remember very little of this movie. It's it's kind of, is it the Zucker Brothers? The Zucker Brothers. This says Val Kilmer. Okay, yeah, right, right, right. So yeah, it's got, and, so it's in the in the sort of oeuvre of airplane and naked gun. Uh, you've got Top Secret. It's yeah, kind of a off on spy films. Yeah, totally. And it's uh, I actually remember this one pretty well because just because of a few gags in it. So it's like the plot. It's supposed to be he's like an Elvis like character. Mm-hmm. The rock star sent to Germany and like is actually sent to be a spy. Right. The the thing that everyone remembers is the one scene where he's getting beat, like he's captured, he's being tortured, and he blacks out, and he has this dream, and he's running down the hallways of a school, and they're like, "What? Didn't you realize the exams today?" And he goes, "Oh no, but I haven't studied." And then he wakes up. And he's like. He goes, oh, thank God. And he realized he's just being tortured. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I re- the one scene that I remember mm-hmm. is, so there's this scene where the characters in it are supposed to be speaking Swedish. Yes. And it's actually not Swedish. What they did was they had them film a normal scene, but they filmed it backwards. Right. Or they, or they, they played it backwards. So, so they were making fun of the Swedes by just doing everything backwards. Yeah, and they make it really clear that it's backwards too. Like there's things that are. Oh yeah. He's throwing the books into the. Oh shelf. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's this is a few laughs. It's not yeah. their best work, the Zucker's best work. Uh, it's certainly not Val Kilmer's best work, but it's good. Oh no. Yeah, this might be another one where if you just watch the best clips on YouTube, you're done. Yeah, best jokes. Yeah. Uh, next movie is uh, the Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah. And this one's a pretty solid movie. I, I used to watch this a lot as a kid, uh, especially with my brother who was younger. Mm-hmm. This is a. So this is, I think this is the, in the in the canon, this is like the third Muppet. It's the third. Movie, it's the third Muppet got, movie. You've got the Muppets, then you've got the Great Muppet Caper. Yep. Which is kind of like the murder mystery one. Yep. And then this one, is, this is the one where Kermit gets amnesia, right? Yes, Kermit does get amnesia. But they're trying to do like a Broadway show on together again yeah it's it's a meta thing where the Mm -hmm. plot is that they head to new york to try to sell their broadway show right they have a successful college show the muppets are great at at meta yeah it's it's incredibly meta there's Mm -hmm. some really good songs in it it's very wholesome i think i mean i remember pretty well this this one holds up pretty darn well we've had this conversation before there's never been a bad muppet movie no uh, and i don't know that there could be Yeah. yeah I mean, there's never been a bad Muppet movie. I mean, this one's probably, you know, I think it's probably not as good as the first two, but it's good. This one's really good. And and it's just funny. Yeah. So, yeah, it's funny. You got your wedding of Miss Piggy to Kermit at the end, which is a very classic right. scene. And I think after this is they, they sort of spawned the Muppet Babies TV show. Yeah, yeah. Then they have a, another Because I think there was a scene in Muppets Take Manhattan of them as young babies. Right. Yeah, it's kind of so, a trope that exists for a lot of other kids' movies where you see the characters as babies because people started realizing, oh, that's really cute. And uh, mm-hmm. it's good yeah. for merchandise. Yeah. Now, I, I won't, I, I don't think that the Muppet Babies TV show was any good, but, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't I'm remember. to be wrong. Yeah. All right. This movie. Uh, I don't know much about this movie. Okay, I'll talk about this movie. Uh, Bachelor Party. This is also Tom Hanks. Busy guy. Busy guy, 1984. 
this is, uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's a bachelor party. Yeah. And um, I believe uh, he is not the groom. I believe he's the wacky friend that's throwing this back to the bachelor party. I see. And, you know, they throw the bachelor party, hijinks ensues. Uh, they end up a, at a strip, at a male strip club for some reason. Because okay. I think they're spying on the, the bachelorette party. Okay. Um, I think uh, I think it's got two amazing uh, characters in this film that that are very '80s actors. I believe Adrian Zmed is in this film. Okay. Adrian Zmed of uh, T.J. Hooker fame, as oh. well as Grease Two fame. Wow. Deep pull. Uh, and I believe also Tony Katane is in this. Film. Oh. Yeah. Very famous. Yeah. Um, this movie probably doesn't hold up. I'm sure it doesn't. Uh, I'm sure. It, I mean, I remember liking it in 1984, mm-hmm. but I also, you know, was watching movies that I probably shouldn't have been watching. So there's probably some, you know, there was probably a set of boobs that I probably wasn't supposed to watch. And yeah. there was probably some, some language that I probably shouldn't have uh, yeah. heard. Fair enough. But I did. So, uh, you know, <laughs> so go there you go. Let your, go let your eight-year-old watch uh, Bachelor Party. Okay, it's an important <laughs> note. Uh, speaking of other movies, your eight-year-old should not watch. Yeah, I don't know that anybody should watch this next movie. Yeah, Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the movie ends with a rape, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Very problematic. But a, but, but a quote-unquote funny rape. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the for those of you in the audience that are listening to this, rape is not funny. It's not funny. Uh, the, in the plot, it's one of the characters. It's like a, what a costume, right? And he's right. he's dressed up as the. He pretends to be the boyfriend. Right. He has sex with the hot girl. Yeah. And unbeknownst to her, yeah, she thinks she's having sex with her boyfriend, right. who's the big jerk jock guy. Right. Um, and it's revealed and somehow she's like totally okay with this because it's a movie. Right. She, yeah. Once it's revealed, she's surprised, but she's like, Oh, you were so good. That kind yeah. of thing, yeah. which is not the way that women it's, react or anybody it, would react. Yeah. That's not how this works. And no, it's a bad stereotype to put. In no, it was one of those things that was a joke in 1984 uh, would be a Netflix documentary. In yeah. Yeah, involving so, somebody going to jail for the rest of their lives. Yeah, there's there's that among other problematic things in this movie. Yeah, we don't need to go into all of them. Yeah, I do wonder if the setup though could be like this. This is a trope setup of like, hey, there's a college, and uh, I do think that the message of like uh, that happens at the end of the movie, like you know, we're the unpopular ones, and there's actually a lot more of us than there are of you, you know, right. so-called popular people, and they, they sort of mm-hmm. band together. No, it's definitely the underdog story. Right. You know, I mean, we talked about Breakin. We've mentioned yes. Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. It's the same story. It's the same story. Like the, the the plucky underdogs, you know, have a contest and they win. They find a way. Um, yeah, but there's some really problematic stuff. Oh yeah, uh, mostly anti-woman because mm-hmm. because there, I don't believe there are any in this one. Now there there this spawned at least one sequel, if not two. Yeah. Um. There were no uh, female nerds in no, not, Revenge of the Nerds. Not, not in this one, yeah. That was their problem, <laughs> a, well, right? Yeah, among other things, yeah. yes. It's definitely yeah. a problem. Uh, that was one of their problems. They, just, they, were, not, they were not sensitive to, to gender differences. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, don't watch Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Uh, but it's worth up, mentioning. It is, yeah, in terms of history, we should yeah. discuss it. Uh, next up is Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, this should have been in my top three. I don't know why I have didn't. It is a class. I actually have a hard yeah. time remembering the difference between this and Beverly Hills Cop two, though. That's actually my problem too. Yeah. Um. So one of the problems is with with anything prior to like uh, 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 what's the what's the one where he's the we recently did it where he's the African prince. What's the movie? Coming, oh, coming to, to America. America. So any prior any. Any Eddie Murphy movie prior to coming to America is very, very, there's lots, there's a little bit of problematic stuff with regards to race. Sure. 
Um, and I also, I saw, I also have a big problem looking at Eddie Murphy in the eighties and, and understanding what he was doing from a stand-up comedian standpoint. Sure. And he was really anti, like a whole bunch of his stuff was anti-gay stuff. Right. Right. Um, which he's and, definitely which taking he said full responsibility. Which a problem. He's yeah. taking responsibility for it. Sure. Which I think but is it's also like, good. yeah, it's just hard to associate mm-hmm. because I see Eddie Murphy in, in, in Beverly Hills cop and he's a cocky, cocky cop from, from uh, Detroit who goes yep. to Beverly Hills to investigate uh, a crime. And he's kind of a fish out of water because Beverly Hills is like, you know, rich and white. Yep. Right. Um, and he's like a tough Detroit cop. Um, I have a tough time not seeing him in the, the red leather jumpsuit. Mm. Yeah. And just like seeing him in Eddie Murphy raw and realizing. Ooh. Oh yeah. So that would be my only problem. This movie, these movies are funny though. Um, Judge Reinhold is a great sort of character actor from the eighties who's in both of those movies. Yeah. Plays his kind of quote unquote partner. Right. And it's and I think isn't it does is Bronson Pinchot in both of them or just this one? Or just the that second one? I don't remember. I think I he's in remember. both. But Bronson Pinchot um uh was kind of like the homeless man's Martin Short in the eighties. Yeah. Uh and he any any and he was able to, uh, off the success of the Beverly Hills Cop movies, became got into like a sitcom called Perfect Strangers. Oh yeah, it's like a foreign, like long lost cousin of somebody else. And to it, cousin Larry, yeah, cousin Larry yeah. lives in uh, Chicago. Perfect Strangers is funny because like, had that movie had that show come out in like 2020, yeah, it would be like the most watched show on network television ever. <laughs> Like yeah. in terms of like just in terms of sure numbers, but it happened in 1987. Yeah. So it was like it was like a it was a comedy. Yeah. That like I watched, you know, I watched lasted like eight years. Yeah. I, I watched it forever. That was like. Yeah. Yeah. No one no show lasts eight years now. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know not I mean? even hits, right? Like they. No. No, I think what I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, Parks and Rec made the full run. That was seven seven seasons. I know it feels like there's so many Parks and Rec episodes, I, well, but it doesn't come out. close to something like uh, Growing Pains. Yeah, right. Like Three hundred episodes. Growing Pains. Growing Pains lasted long enough that they that they added a kid yeah. who turned out to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. They just added another kid. It's just like, oh, we have this other kid. He's he's ad- he's adopted. Yeah. You know, it's sure, just weird. Sure yeah. yeah, that was a show. So Bronson Pinchot's success, I, I just figured this out because I was trying to find an old SNL sketch. He actually hosted SNL at one point. Wow. Yeah. That's got to be one of the most unlikely SNL hosts that I could think of. Was he ever that much of a star? Apparently he was that much of a star. We should, we should do like a deep dive. Because um, we've talked about like, we've already mentioned the Muppets like talk, doing like a, a entire like Muppet like ranking of Muppet movies. Yeah, we should do a podcast where we talk about the the worst, uh, like SNL hosts. Like yeah, the, like talk about the worst ten. Yeah, I mean, like, who's ever heard of this person? Why did this person get this? It, you could do it. It would be too hard too hard to do with like musical guests because there's sure. so many weird musical guests they've gotten over the time. But like the the main host is definitely like yeah. Like the main host is, is like. There's only like 25 of those a year or whatever. How many? I know. Like there's actually aren't, there haven't been that many. And there's a lot of repeat ones who are huge stars. Sure. Because like Tom Hanks has done it 27 times and Alec Baldwin has done it 74 times. And, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of weird that like somehow it's, it's an interesting snapshot into culture that like Mm -hmm. somehow these things could, could hit. Because it's easy, because it's easy to do the best SNL post because it's going to, your top five is gonna have Hanks and Steve Martin yeah. and Bill Murray and Goodman, right? Like he's yeah. done it a lot yeah. too. Yeah. So it's gonna it's easy to figure out who's gonna be the the top ones. Yeah. But it's gonna be really hard to see who's like, who's the worst? Right. The ones they would never let back. And yeah. you're just like, how did this person get this gig in the first place? Yeah. And that's that's like you have a good agent. That's all I yes. guess. Yeah. Don't steal our idea, anybody all 12 of you that listen to our podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried. Uh, yeah. Last one. So what were we saying? Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, you should watch that movie. That's that's watchable, totally watchable. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy is like the most important comedian of mm-hmm. the 1980s. Yeah. Both as a comedic actor as well as a stand-up comedian. 
Right. I mentioned that he's got a lot of problematic stand-up stuff, but a lot of it's really good. Um, but you can't, he was the biggest box office star yeah. for a while. And I'm right. going to give him credit because a lot of people with comedy, they, they aren't willing to admit that like, oh, you know, times have changed. He, he's said this very publicly that that stuff is, you know, shouldn't have been said then. And, you know, yeah. He wishes yeah. it hadn't and, and what's also important is even in the 80s, he told Bill Cosby to go bleep himself. So that's yep. good. Yep. yep. So can't be on the right side of absolutely everything, but he was really on the right side there. He was on the right side of that. Go bleep yourself, Bill Cosby. Yep. Uh, the last movie, have you seen this movie? I have not seen it. Okay. I can't talk about so, it. So the movie that I, that I put on here in the last... I remember really liking this movie. It was a total, uh, so it's Michael Keaton, uh, uh, Johnny Dangerously. Okay. Uh, this was kind of, uh, uh, Michael Keaton was one of the bigger 80s comedians mm-hmm. uh, in comedic movies. Um, could have been Tom Hanks, but um, his career changed a little bit. But yeah. um, Still a good career. Oh yeah, great career. And, you know, he was a kind of a, um, leading comedic man like he was never really like a leading dramatic guy yeah he, would, he could always be like the leading comedic guy so in the 80s he did mr mom he did uh, night shift yep. and he did this movie this movie is johnny dangerously it's kind of a spoof of gangster movies mm. and he plays a gangster movie it's kind of a ripoff of a lot of the like zucker had been pop the zucker brothers have been popular we talked about um yeah. top secret this was kind of like a movie like that it's but just with gangster movies. Okay. Um, it's not. It probably doesn't hold up. I mean, it, it, it's it's silly. It's goofy. But I remember, I remember loving Michael Keaton. Okay. And I was one of those people that you know, uh, about five years later when he is cast as Batman. You're excited. I was excited. Okay. Most every all, most all the like comic book nerds that I knew were just like. Michael Keaton, yeah. he's Mr. Mom. He's, you sure. know, this guy. He's not an action hero. He's not, we wanted Sly Stallone as Batman or something like that. And you're just like, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's Michael Keaton. He was like, like, like Tom Hanks as Batman would have been fun for me too, because I was, <laughs> I was into those like comics things. And like, it's like, he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I, huh. So, What's interesting to me about my a little bit of a revival, right? Because he does Birdman, and then is in the, the Spider-Man movie, and he's really good in that, right? Oh yeah. So we, we're getting this other. I I've never thought of. Are, were you the only like major Michael Keaton fan at the time? He was a no, I wasn't the star. only one, but I mean, I, I I do remember really liking Michael Keaton. Yeah, and I remember being sort of like, he did a bunch of really crappy stuff in the nineties. Mm-hmm. He's he's got a career a little bit like Bruce Springsteen. Mm. It was great in the 80s. His 90s were not so great. But then he had a revival in the O's in the two, yeah. 2010s as kind of a more of an adult kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, well, now it, he would be a draw, a draw. Like I could see him like because he'll sure. probably be in these smaller indie kind of movies. And I, I'm pretty sure yeah. I'd like him. Yeah. No, Michael Keaton. I mean, certainly a, a, a great career. Yeah. So. All right. Favorites. All right. So now we're going to our favorites. So why don't I'll do my favorite, then you do your favorite, and then we'll do our shared favorites. Oh yeah, sure. So one of my favorites from the film, and this is right up there with uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I could have kind of flipped a coin with him, mm-hmm. but it's the uh, I probably just just because I saw it more mm-hmm. because I was ten years old, I probably wasn't allowed to see Beverly Hills Cop forty-seven times. Right. But 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 because my mother had a very um, had a had a, a tremendous crush on Michael Douglas, mm-hmm. I did watch *Romancing the Stone*. 742 times okay yeah so yeah so romancing the stone it's the original uh uh michael douglas kathleen turner film mm-hmm. uh he plays a swashbuckling guy from uh american from that has lived the last 15 years or so in south america right she plays a, a romance novelist who's looking for inspiration for her next film Right. And and she gets lost in the jungle and he saves her and there's drug dealers and right. it's it's a it's a classic uh will they or won't they kind of romantic right. comedy. Yeah, uh, it's she like an Indiana there. Jones kind of thing, right? Like they're It's an Indiana Jones but lighthearted. Right. Is Danny DeVito in this one or is that the other one? 
I want to say that he is, but I don't know. I, I know that he's in the second one. Okay. Because this is a, another one where like, I'm going to completely mix up this one and the sequel. They're sure. interchangeable. Sure. This is the one that's almost all of it is in South America. I think the, the next one is in Africa. Okay. Jungle stuff, right? That's, oh wait, Africa. But then I'm Jewel really the mixing Nile. up. Jewel the Nile. I'm really flipping the movies. I thought you always yeah. see like jungly stuff in all of them, but never mind. You might. I mean, who knows? Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen either of them. Point is, yeah, one of those like adventure comedy kind of things. Yeah, I remember. This is really funny. There's a great scene where they uh, kids don't do this at home, but they 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 find a a plane that's been crashed, and it's got a bunch of marijuana in it. Okay, and so they smoke all the marijuana, and so this guy's been so Michael Douglas has been living in the jungle for a decade and doesn't remember anything and mm. doesn't know what's been going on in the outside world because it's before <laughs> the internet and cell phones and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And he's reading an old newspaper from the late seventies. And he's like, ah, oh, damn it. The Doobie brothers broke up, That's right. which is such a great line. It is a great line. Yeah. You know, it's a great scene. It's like, ah, oh, it's just so upset about the Doobie brothers breaking up. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Situation he probably even comedy. missed, he probably even missed the Michael McDonald years and the Doobie brothers. <laughs> That should tell you something about his uh, Doobie Brothers fandom. Mm -hmm. And it was right around the time that they were smoking all that dope. So it was perfect for the Doobie Brothers. It's a, it's a great line. It's a yeah. <laughs> good character moment. Good movie. Yeah. All right. So, so, so my favorite. Your, second, your third favorite. My third favorite here is The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. It's a Which is, which is uh, I have to say, first of all, I've never seen this film. Okay. Secondly, it's one of the top eight titles of a movie of all time yeah and i've actually seen this a lot i had it on tape so i'd watch it over and over again it's it's a definite like a cult classic for people who know it you've got peter weller in the, the lead role it's buckaroo bonsai buckaroo bonsai yeah you might remember him from robocop he buckaroo bonsai is a scientist rock star adventurer <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's, it ends up being the adventures across the eighth dimension because he figures out a, this ray that can get you to the eighth dimension. And then, of course, aliens try to, or eighth dimensionites try to exploit that to invade our, our, our dimension. And him and his cast of uh, friends, they have to fight this. And his friends are also scientists slash bandmates, of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's wacky. I used to always think as a kid that there was another one because I'd see the, the title and I was like, oh, the eighth dimension. Surely the one I saw was like the seventh dimension. No, no, it's, it's always the same movie. So there were, there were no sequels to this, which felt like there should have been more. Pretty good. I have nothing to say. I have nothing I, yeah, to I, I, I believe it holds up. I, okay. I haven't seen it for a long time, but I think you could watch it now and just have a wacky good time. Okay, so we've, we've come to our top two. Yeah, and then these top two, all of a sudden, now we're talking, this is a very, like, I just say that these two movies are pretty top tier. Yeah, so I have a clear favorite okay. in my top two. I don't know where you fall in this. I have the, the one that I would definitely be like, okay, I need to see this movie tonight. All right. And the other one that's like, oh, this is much more famous. Okay, so go at your favorite one. The favorite one? So my favorite one is This is Final Top. Okay. So we, we are going to flip on this. So that, okay. I, I think this is so, a great movie, though. This is a great movie. So this is the 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 original, I think the original, mockumentary. Yeah. So uh, Rob Reiner just uh, directs this film. And holy hell, we've as we've gone through like the 80s and 90s and early aughts and, and where we've looked at like all the Rob Reiner films, Good God, was that guy a good director? Oh yeah, he made I don't know a lot of great doing movies. much lately, but um, yeah. I know that he's active on Twitter politically. But, mm -hmm. but uh, good God, like how often has he just like just completely nailed our best film of the year? Like we've got yeah. Harry Met Sally, we've got uh, the, the Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. uh, this one, I mean, you might put uh, the next film at, uh, uh, slightly above. This is Spinal Tap, but but Rob Reiner. This is a classic. Awesome. Easy awesome classic director. You see yeah. this movie in the list and you're like, oh, this has to be one of the, the three picks. Yeah. So this is Spinal Tap. Um, Spinal Tap is a rock band that starts in the late 60s mm -hmm. as a kind of flower power kind of uh, 
mamas and papas type band yeah become like a heavy metal band in the in the 80s yeah and and into the nine or into the uh late 70s and into the 80s and this is a documentary that's kind of going after them as their their career is kind of winding down a little bit and kind yeah. of getting weird as they're kind of getting into drugs and getting into like you know conflicts between each other there's been like 17 drummers because all of them have died they tragic, blow up and stuff like that com- spontaneously combusted uh it's funny there's so many great lines in this film mm-hmm. um there's a fine line between clever and and stupid really yeah um, it, if you've ever wanted something to go to 11 that oh yeah is, the, the, the whole the whole the whole the whole bit is like um we'll see our amps they go to 11 yeah, it's like why didn't you just make 10 louder well, this one goes to 11 <laughs> <laughs> it's classic it's yeah. absolutely amazing uh, there's so many great scenes too so michael mckean um christopher guest uh, is in it too yeah christopher guest yeah. uh and then um uh the guy that does a bunch of simpsons voices is the other yeah. guy uh god what is his name the harry Shearer. harry Shearer. Yeah. yeah so uh michael mckean plays the lead singer and guitar player uh christopher guest plays the like you know lead guitar player like the jimmy page guy yeah and then the bass player is uh harry Shearer. Yeah, uh, they're a British band. They've sort of, they've mirrored, you know, everything from the the Beatles to the Who to the Rolling Stones. They've done the excess stuff. There's the whole, hello, Cleveland! <laughs> it's the kind of thing when they're not in Cleveland. Right. Um, they're even spoofed in The Simpsons. Yeah. They, they recreate their stuff. It's great. It's and the, great. the songs, they're like, they're actually, they have real song like, real joke yeah. songs that they're yeah. hilarious but they're like actual songs yeah uh i think this is the debut of fran drescher and her annoying voice oh wow in this film she plays like a like they're at like a cocktail party or something yeah yeah, yeah. it's great yeah it's this one and it's and it's so it's filmed as a mockumentary the exactly same way that like um Best all the show. Christopher Guest movies in the '90s and 2000s have been like so. Best in Show, mm-hmm. uh, Waiting for Guffman, and then Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. uh, The Office. All those sort of like you know shows where they 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 bring somebody in for an interview. They've got the camera following somebody around. Yeah, the camera is clearly a character. Yep. Right. So this kind of started with that whole genre of film. It allows you to because. Otherwise, in film, you can't do the stuff that you do in books where you get to hear what the characters are saying because you just yeah. don't have that opportunity. But now, since they're, in theory, being interviewed, they get, they get to talk about those things. So right. it's, it's a brilliant plot device, uh, you yeah. know, and it's been created in our lifetime. Well, our lifetime. Yeah. So. I can't re- recommend this film more. This yeah, is a- this is a great movie. It's, that's an easy, an easy pick. And the next one is definitely more famous. Yeah, this one's more famous. This is going to be my pick. I like it more. I just happen to like it more. Yeah, and it's and it's my second best of the. So I don't I don't like I don't dislike this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. The movie is Ghostbusters, which is gonna get yet another sequel soon. As soon as they should stop doing that. Yeah. Well, anyhow, yeah. this one's the classic though. Yeah this this might be the classic. Uh, this might be the best Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly the Bill Murray that's throwing ninety eight on the corners. Yeah, everyone remembers right. him in this. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray, but then, got, but then it's also got Dan Aykroyd, so it's like it's like Harold Ramis, at, at yeah. both their height of their powers. Yeah, yeah, and then you know Ernie Ernie Hudson playing the, the fourth Ghostbuster, but all <laughs> all four of them together are great. Yeah, he comes in as the outsider, like the three start off together, and then they, they bring in someone new, and he they bring in they bring in yeah yeah they bring in the black guy. It's okay. Yeah, but hey, they're mm-hmm. all cool. Yeah, and uh, it's it's really like probably the first of these like special effects creature comedy things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Definitely. In terms of like bringing comedy into it, like they had done the special effect drama and then a special effect, like adventure thing, but like making it funny around the weird stuff. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Bill Murray getting goop all over him and saying, he slimed me. Yeah. That's, that's classic. Classic. Uh, Other lines that you get to do with this kind of premise, like, Ray, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> so good. No, you, so many great lines. You, they cross their streams. 
I mean, it's it, the, the show, this is the kind of movie that sort of started a lot of things. Um, it's not only got um, the, the actors that we mentioned, but we've also got Rick Moranis, we've got mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver. This yep. is an amazing cast. Ivan Any Wright, Potts. Uh, yeah. Um, originally, apparently, originally this, this uh, so Dan Aykroyd, and I believe, I want to say Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman and Eugene Levy, they like they wrote the film. Oh, okay. And it was originally because Dan Aykroyd was on a lot of cocaine at the time. Mm-hmm. Was originally this movie was originally like three and a half hours. Okay. <laughs> that would be hard. Yeah. That would be hard. You don't find a lot of like light kind of action comedies that are three and a half hours long. Yeah. Generally, kind of comedies that kind of have a joke every like. Yeah, keep moving. Fingers, they keep moving. They're usually they top out around ninety minutes. It's a good length for a movie. Yeah, yeah, but cocaine will do that to you. Yeah, well, I'm glad they out there. Glad glad they went a different direction. Still, I've seen it a lot. Uh, I see it in more recent. It holds up too. Holds up just just like a year ago. It's good. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and uh, as long as your kids aren't going to get scared, they can probably watch it. Yeah. All right. That was it. That's 1984. Wow. I'm going to zip up my men, members only jacket. And we can... yeah. So, so where are we going with dad bot of the week? We, we used to sort of pick these in advance and now we don't anymore. And I we think do it it's live. good that we don't. Yeah. We do it live. Yeah. I, um, actually, I have a thought. I've got one that's off the board completely. Oh, really? Weird. Okay. Go yeah. for it. Fozzie bear. <laughs> Is Fozzie a dad? I don't know, but he's got a dad bod. Okay. Like Fozzie Bear is not built like a bear, right? He's like really skinny at the top. He's pear shaped. Mm-hmm. He's got the you know he's he's weird looking. He's dead. He's a okay. He he tells and the dad he's got jokes. Terrible jokes. I love his jokes. He understands terrible like terrible dad jokes. Yeah. Um, he's kind of responsible. Like he's mm-hmm. just always there. Yeah. He's never like the the main reason you go to a Muppet movie, but he's no. like, you know, he's an ultimate best friend. Choice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one? I was actually going to go with someone I thought you were going to pick. I was going to go to uh, Michael Keaton. Okay. Tell me why. Uh, because he was Mr. Mom. He was Mr. Mom. So that's, that's like a dad. That's, that's, there you go. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to go with either. Maybe we'll just do two. two, two. We'll, we'll do two. Do, two, two 1984 deserve two. Maybe we'll do two from now on. Michael Keaton and Fozzie Bear. Sure. Well, we'll do two when we feel like it. Sure, whatever. I mean, but this is not, you know. No one's listening. We're just doing a podcast. All right. Anyway, well, anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Um, Rate, subscribe, review. Um, Only give us good reviews. Um, If you give us bad reviews, just go to our Facebook page and just curse at us. That's fine. That's totally fine because we can delete it. Yeah, Um, but uh, only give us good reviews. Um, we don't have enough viewers to actually care about reviews at this point. Nope. But if we ever do get enough viewers, it, it's good to have good reviews. So if you want to give us less than five stars, don't bother. Yeah, don't don't even. All we right. don't have any reviews, so you know. I'm cool with that. You out there listening are not giving us reviews. Okay. Well, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Michael.